Tanya, and you are listening to Human and Holy, a podcast where we discuss spiritual ideas in human terms. Today's episode is the second in a four-part series on Shabbos. Over the course of this month, we are taking a deep dive together into the holiest day of the week. Last week, we heard from two women on their journeys to Shabbos, and today we will be exploring a mimer from the Alter Rebbe about the Neshama Yaseira the additional soul that a Jew receives on Shabbos. Today's episode is sponsored by Rachel Spiro in honor of the Rafuah Shalema of Miriam Liba Bas Chana, Chana Bas Rachel, Aaron Ruvain Ben Masha, and Yosefa Margalit Bas Barrett. Thank you, Rachel, for making today's episode happen. If you are listening to this and would like to sponsor one of the last episodes of the season, then email us at humanandholy at gmail.com or visit humanandholy.com slash sponsor where you can give in any amount. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our online community, which is a space that was born of this podcast when I began to see a need that so many of us are having for connection with other Jewish women that is born of our mutual, soulful exploration. In the last few weeks, we've had a Forbrengen for Gimel Tamas, a Kabbalah yoga session. We started a book club for Sterna Ginsburg's book, Your Awesome Self, and had a guided Chavrosa learning session led by a community member. Upcoming this summer, we have the book club's author coming to do a live Q&A with us, and we have a live session scheduled with Rifki Kaplan, who is a beloved guest from the podcast. We have events for every important Jewish and Hasidic holiday. We have beautiful connection happening and just a wonderful space to invest in your soul. If you would like to join the community, please visit humanandholy.com slash community. Link is in the show notes. I would love to see you there in connecting with each other and just making real space in our lives for our souls. On to today's episode. <laughs> today's episode, as I mentioned, is an exploration of a mimer by the Alter Rebbe about the Neshami Yisera. I will put the source of this mimer in the show notes so that you can learn it if you would like. This episode is co-hosted by my sister-in-law and dear friend, Hindi Kalmanson, who is a mom, a marriage coach, and just like a wonderful, insightful human being. We learned this mimer separately and then together and culminated our learning in this conversation where we explored the practical implication of this mimer on our lives and our experience of Shabbos. Join us today as we explore the Neshami Yisera that special, special gift that we receive each week. We 
start off Shabbos on Friday night by welcoming the Shabbos queen. And we say, come my bride, and we welcome Shabbos. And before the last phrase, when we say, come in peace to Shabbos, we turn our backs, representing how all week our back is turned to Shabbos. And then we turn toward Shabbos and say, come, welcome. Mm. And it's so beautiful. So beautiful. beautiful. To me, it represents what we're about to do here, which is that Shabbos happens to us. It comes every week. Shabbos descends upon the world. But then there's also a partnership between Shabbos and the Jewish people where we turn towards Shabbos and we look at Shabbos and we pay attention to Shabbos and what it's trying to give us and teach us beyond just what it automatically is. Like so much of our practice within Shabbos is to consciously welcome Shabbos into our lives. And the Nishami Yaseir, which we're going to discuss today, is definitely something that I've known about, heard about, learned a little bit about. But I think in our conversation today, we're really like turning towards the Nishami Yaseir and welcoming her into our life. Mm, beautiful. I love that. This mimer is really beautiful. It's based on a mimer from Parshas Vayakal and Tara R from the Alter Rebbe, who is the first Chabad Rebbe. And in it, he describes the Nishami Yisera. And he starts off with talking about how this Nishami Yisera is something that, I'm just going to interrupt myself and say, I think it's just so beautiful how the Alter Rebbe is so human in beginning from ground zero when he's talking about Nishami Yisera. And is so relatable in his approach where he just says, what is Nishami Yisera? Like, what does that mean? How come we don't feel that in our bodies? How do we connect to something like that? And in order to really understand it, he always prefaces it with something else and explains that. But I just love that piece where that relatability of what is that even? We talk about Nishami Yisera. It's a term we heard about. What is even a Nishama? What is that concept? Mm. And he starts right. by exploring that and making it really practical to us. Yeah. And I'm excited to explore with you. Yeah. I love that. I like how you said that he starts off from ground zero. He's just like, the Nishami Yisera, this additional Nishama that we get on Shabbos, obviously it's not a physical sensation. So what is it? What is the reality of getting a second Nishama on Shabbos? Right. Like, do we feel it? Do you feel different on Shabbos than you do during the week? What does that actually mean? Do you see it? Mm. What is your experience? Is the air different? You know, are we heightened? Are we more beautiful? What is that experience right. exactly? It's a very interesting concept. I will say that in ways, I feel like there is this heightened sensitivity. I love that experience where when you wake up in the morning... You just know it's Shabbos. Mm. You know, it's not like a regular Thursday. You just wake up and the first thought before you even are conscious of anything else is it's Shabbos. That definitely to me seems like it's linked to that Neshama Yisera. There is that added awareness, but the altar doesn't go into that. He doesn't go into like, tell me your personal connection to what that awareness looks like. He wants to explain it to you according to every Yid's experience. That's really interesting. Yeah. And also like greater than even just our experience, I feel like he really links it to the mission of the week and then the mission of Shabbat or the mission of the week and then the experience of Shabbos would probably be more accurate. 
he speaks essentially about how there are two different types of love that a Jew experiences. And one is the love of the weak. And the love of the weak is a love that we cultivate through learning about Hashem and through really like working on our Yiddishkeit. Like there's really an Vaita. And that's that's really like the task of the week. We work physically to make money and to like God into the world and make a difference. And then we also work in this very proactive way on developing a relationship with Hashem. And then the love of Shabbos is not a love that we create or cultivate. It's a love that just is. It's higher than intellect. It's higher than the process of Chachma Bina Das, of learning about Hashem and then like, you know, really meditating on what Hashem is and creating emotions, et cetera. It's just a love that is instinctive beyond intellect. And it's the love of just being connected to Hashem. Wow. It's incredible. It's incredible the way he describes it. Like, first you think he's going to be talking just about Shabbos. And then he makes it so relatable because he basically brings in your whole life, which is the seven days of your week that repeat again, again, and again. And he brings in those six days of where we're toiling and we're working towards hopefully an understanding of God. And what I love about the way he describes and what you're saying here is he also brings a pretty elevated work week where we're consciously choosing God all throughout our Mm. week to contemplate on him, trying to connect to him, doing all sorts of things to feel that closeness, experience him. That's pretty elevated, right? I don't know how human even that is, but at least there's that conscious choice of trying, always trying towards God. And then he describes Shabbos where you don't have to put in all that effort. It's an essential love. Yeah. Yeah. That concept is so beautiful. Yeah, that's a good point. That like even this description of the work week is quite elevated. But even on a micro level, I think so many of us do experience that, which is just the week is very busy. And even when you just choose to insert Hashem into the small moment in your life or in your day, that is the work of the week. Whereas Shabbos is about really paying attention to like the spirit of resting and just being with our loved ones and with Hashem. And that state of, like you said, like we're not doing anything. We're not working on our relationship with Hashem. We're not trying to incorporate Him. It's just like, you just relax into your relationship that exists. I think sometimes I even have this with two different levels of love with my my family. So Oftentimes I'll do things for my kids. I'll make sure that they feel loved. I'll put those words of affirmation there for them and support them, let them know that I'm doing this because I love them. And then it's interesting. It's like sometimes when I leave them, there comes up this fear of like, oh my goodness, am I showing up as a good mom? Like, let's say I go out for a walk Mm. for myself or I go meet a friend. Then this fear comes up. Do they know that I'm inherently connected with them even if I leave, Mm. even if I'm not there doing what I think I should be doing? And I kind of lean on this higher level of love in the same way yeah. where no matter what, whether my kids are with me or they're with a babysitter, we're inherently connected. Nothing can ever change that bond that we have with one another. And I could lean on that and know that I don't have to feel guilty for leaving them for a little bit. You know, I'm still a wonderful mom and we have this wonderful connection. It's almost like when I'm not doing for them, that's when I can actually experience that much more subtle, but deeper level of love. That's when I'm conscious of it, when I step away from the doing. That's a really good point. 
it takes that pause on doing things for your children to recognize or pay attention to that intrinsic connection that you have. And with Hashem, obviously our Neshamais, our souls are intrinsically connected to Hashem, but a lot of Yiddishkeit does emphasize putting an effort in the relationship, showing up for Hashem, etc. And when you pause, you feel that sense of just, we are connected. Which, by the way, I do feel this sense on Shabbos, just this feeling of, I don't know how to express it other than this is who I am. I am a Yid, and this is my essence, and I don't feel that push and pull that I do feel during the week where I'm trying to prioritize it, trying to pay attention to it. And yes, a lot of it does feel organic and natural, et cetera, but on Shabbos, there's just this like deep feeling of just this is who I am. It's really like a wordless feeling, but definitely that feeling of just, I am a Jew, I'm connected to Hashem. Shabbos to me feels like being in my natural state. Hmm. That's so beautiful. It's like a deep identity. It's a sense of identity almost. To me, when you're saying that, it brings up also this concept of two levels of mysterious nefesh. I listened to Shir recently about this concept of the normal level of Mesiris Nefesh, which we often see when one gives up their life for Yiddishkeit. We all have that level of Mesiris Nefesh within us. And then there's this deeper level of Mesiris Nefesh, where instead of that one time giving up of one's life for one's religion, country, whatever it is that they're sacrificing themselves for, there's this level of living for my religion, mm. living for God, choosing every day to live for God, right? So the quick example is like, let's say the soldier who gives up his life for his country, and then the soldier who every day goes and trains and defends and does whatever he can in order to live for his country. And in ways, I feel like this is what you're describing, where it's like, if you are conscious and living on that conscious level of, I am deeply inherently connected to God, then Every action that comes from that space of inherent connection, it's living for God. It's like this deep, deep connection. And it's not like I have to sacrifice myself or give up on things. It's not coming from a place of like pushing myself aside or like that hard work that comes together with like the six days of the week where like we're working so hard. When you're coming from that space of I am connected to God, then everything else kind of flows out of that in a way that it comes from a, a deeper level of love, just like what you were saying, like this deep, inherent love. That's such a great point because you can easily fall into thinking that there's just like two different modes that walk parallel paths. But what you're sharing is really that we want the love of Shabbos, that instinctive love, that love that where you just like something inside of you just feels so connected and it's not a figment of your imagination on Shabbos. Like you really do have an Hashem Yisera and an additional soul that gives you that. If you can really tap into that on Shabbos, then the work of the week comes on the foundation of your inherent connection. So yes, I'm consciously creating space for Hashem in my life, but that's just a reflection of the inherent connection I already have, which I really felt and nurtured and paid attention to on Shabbos. It's beautiful. I love that you're saying that, meaning you're taking that into the rest of the week. 
taking that experience of I'm inherently connected to God and bringing that into the week as well. So it's kind of like, there's just this flow of six days of creation, trying so hard to strive towards God and that doing, and then experiencing that being, I am connected with him and then carrying that through into the rest of the week. Because of course we are practically supposed to be working. Yeah. That is the purpose. That's why we're in this world. And then Shabbos is still that reminder of no matter what, I love you. Yeah. No matter what you've accomplished or haven't accomplished, it's like, let's put the week behind us a little bit. I feel it's like, let's put the work of the week, the success or failures of the week behind us just to recognize that there is a part of us that's inherently connected. And that's something that I actually really appreciated in this mimer was that the Altarabba does pinpoint that it's the work of the week that makes us a vessel to experience this Neshama Yaseir that we're talking about. Because the work of the week is about becoming conscious and about becoming actively connected with Hashem. And then when I'm in that headspace, and I definitely feel this in my own life is that when I'm in that headspace, when Shabbos comes, I can receive her and I can turn towards her and I can welcome her and I could really pay attention to what that means that I'm inherently connected to Hashem and the work of the week is behind me. And now it's just, you know, that unconditional relationship. Here's the thing about Shabbos is that it's this really spiritual state that we enter where we're just celebrating our inherent connection with Hashem, et cetera. And a lot of it can sound very abstract, but what is really tremendous about halacha is that it is the grounding of the spiritual reality. So there are many malachas of Shabbos where Hasidus illuminates how that malacha is actually a representation of this idea that we're discussing, where we're pausing our godly service or our service in the world to celebrate that inherent connection. There's a couple that I saw in the Katutara, and one of them is Chayresh, which is plowing, which like expresses itself practically in our lives. On Shabbos, we don't drag a heavy chair along ground or rake the lawn or scrape our shoes against the ground because like it's something that we deduce from this malacha. But the reason why we can't plow on Shabbos is because during the week, we are asked to plow our heart that we should like really search ourselves and identify where we are close, where we are doing well and where we could do better, that we can like basically do teshuva and become self-aware about our distances and how we can bridge them between us and Hashem. But on Shabbos, we're not allowed to do chayrish. We're not allowed to plow because there's no space on Shabbos to do teshuva. There's no space on Shabbos to be broken about our distance from Hashem. There's no space on Shabbos to work on our relationship with Hashem because the relationship on Shabbos is a relationship of putting down our plows. And it's the relationship of like putting down my shovel and my excavation and my self-awareness and my consciousness. And it's actually just saying like, no, there's nothing to explore here. There's just an unconditional relationship. I'm not working on my relationship today. Zarea has that same concept where Zarea is sowing. And during the week, right, we're sowing spiritually all throughout that week. What is sowing? It's dropping that seed into the ground. And mm. in order for that seed to actually grow and bear fruit, it has to break. And that is a physical manifestation of our spiritual journey throughout the week where we have to grow and in ways grow out of the shells that we have around ourselves or the limitations that we have, break out of those and do more and create more. 
And that is not our Avaida on Shabbos. Like Hashem does not mm. want us to experience a Raya on Shabbos. He wants us to experience his unconditional love and inherent connection. And we don't have to do that. We could lean on the Kaylee that we created throughout the week and receive from him. Nice. Knowing this, what you shared about Zaria makes it so much more meaningful to keep the halachas that are connected to that. Because it's like, for me, I'm definitely like more of an abstract person. I can so appreciate the concepts that we're discussing. And then on Shabbos, I want to be able to bridge that into, like Shabbos is full of halachas. It really is. Like there's a lot of details on how to keep Shabbos. And it's very easy to ask yourself the question, if Shabbos is about sinking into my relationship with Hashem, it's not about working. It's about just pausing and resting. You would think, why so many nitty gritty details on how to do that? But it's the physical expression of the idea that we're discussing. And that makes it a lot more meaningful for me. Like Zyrea is definitely something that I've experienced. We don't spill water on grass or on soil on Shabbos because that could lead to like a seed in the soil. Going through this process that you discussed of unraveling in order to grow and even just sitting on the grass outside and putting down a towel before you put your snacks down or your seltzer down or your drink down, that is a way of paying attention to that reality, which is today I'm not growing. Today I'm perfectly enough as I am. Mm. And in a world, by the way, that is really championing this idea, I think it's very powerful to have a blueprint of when we are just simply enough and there's no place for growth, for doing more, for perfecting ourselves or the world, and when there is. So it's like on Shabbos, you have to shut down self-growth. That's reassuring to me. I love that. It's a constant reminder that it's about us and it's about God, because it could be that it oftentimes is that spiritual growth can become a little bit selfish or it could become about you. And I know for myself, like, of course, I wanted to be a better person. I would feel good about myself if I was, you know, doing this and this and accomplishing spiritually even. And here it's like that constant reminder of it's not about you. It's about the deepest part of you, which is a spark of God. Mm. And that's what changes that whole spiritual journey that you're on throughout the week from being self-absorption to Mm. this is a journey towards God and towards the deepest part of myself. You see the pillows and target. I am enough. I am worthy. And why is this concept that we're talking about here any different than the pillow and target, right? Like, no, it's important to look at, like, why is it any different than that? Because you could just say, oh, okay, so the secular world has basically caught on to what we are talking about here. There's a concept of unconditional love and connection and you are enough. And it's very different. What's different here is that when we say we are enough on Shabbos, that we don't have to do any more towards God, that's because we can lean on that godly spark inside of ourselves. So any action that we're taking from that space is coming from a space of seeing the godly spark in the world, seeing the godly spark in everything, right? Oftentimes people will walk away from that pillow and target and say, hey, I am enough, so I could do whatever I want. It's not enough to say I'm enough. What about you is enough? What about you really is, and 
everyone has this. I'm not saying only Jews have this. We all have a godly spark. The reason why you're enough is because you have a godly spark. That's a great point. I actually love how you framed it. What differentiates this from that pillow in Target? (laughs) That's a good line. Yeah. And I think that that's why a lot of people are wary of the concept of rest and of being inherently connected to Hashem because, well, if I'm already inherently connected to Hashem, then why would I need to do the mitzvahs? Then why would I need to actively connect with him? Then why do I need to do the work of the week? But what this illuminates is, firstly, that the work of the week has a relationship with the inherent connection of the soul to God. It's because you have the inherent connection of the soul to God that you want to do the work of the week. And it's because, like you mentioned, you have the inherent connection with your child that you want to spend time with them and give to them and nurture them. It's not that because you're inherently connected to your child, you're now, you can now abandon them and you'll always be connected. It's like, no, I'm going to use that inherent connection as a fuel to give to them in a really wholesome way. And I'm going to use this inherent connection with Hashem as a fuel to actively and consciously choose him during the week. Yeah. And the Altar talks about this in the Mimer. He basically links together these two levels of love to two levels of Ratzain, of two levels of will. Mm. He calls it the Ratzain Elyon and Ratzain Atachtain. And the way he speaks about it, it's so clear that if it is coming from this level of true love, then what happens is when you love someone, then their will becomes your will. You want to unite yourself mm. with that person. And the same thing here with God. So if you truly are experiencing that level of relationship connection with God, then his will becomes your will instead of it becoming, he loves me unconditionally. So I don't have to do anything anymore. It becomes, we have an inherent connection. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to Mm. be a part of your world. I want us to live this connection always. What does that look like? Let me check in with you and check in with our relationship and see what comes out of that. Wow. That is so, okay. I just want to think about it before responding. I don't want to just respond because I love how you framed that. What comes to mind about what you're sharing is that I read that when it says that Hashem rested on Shabbos, it doesn't use the word menucha or another traditional word for rest. It uses vayin nafash. It means, and he rested. But if you look at the root of Ayinafash, you see the root is nefesh, soul, and essence. And so Hashem rested. He returned to soul. He returned to his essence because he was expressing his essence in the world in order to create us. And then on Shabbos, he just returned to his state of being and to his essence. When you're resting, you're just connecting to who you are. And after working and accomplishing, there's just a tremendous pleasure of returning to yourself. And so on Shabbos, we return to soul. Our returning to our soul on Shabbos is a reflection of what Hashem did and does every single week, just returning to his most essential state of being. And the fact, by the way, that Shabbos is a taste of Mashiach, Hashem's real desire is just to have a home with us where we can spend time together and where we could just be with each other the way we are with our loved ones. So Shabbos is is a taste of that for us, where Hashem returns to his innermost essence and desire, which is just to be with us. And we also return from the work of the week, from going outside of ourselves, from giving. I think the, the week is very much about giving to others. And then Shabbos pulls us back into our essence, into who we essentially are, and We do that with Hashem because we are part of Hashem and we're a reflection of Him. And together we return to soul and we return 
to essence and to who we are, which is souls. It's so beautiful because the way you're describing it is how the concept of the end is wedged in the beginning, the beginning is wedged in the end. Like it's Mm. all stemming from God's deep desire to have a connection with us. And then we work so hard, right? They do the six days of of our work week in connecting back to him. And then we come right back to Shabbos where it's like the fruition of that deep desire. And it's just that connection. And it's just this beautiful cycle of what God had intended, not that time means anything to God, but what God had intended before time. And then us actualizing it when we come to that state of Mashiach. And it's almost like we have that taste of Mashiach every single week, the purpose of the entire creation, but once a week. And just as we were saying before, that taste strengthens us in knowing what we're working towards. What is it that I'm toiling all week for? You work to live, you don't live to work. So Shabbos is the culmination of our week of work. And I know it's like a thing that you're supposed to start preparing for Shabbos early on in the week to look forward to it because like Shabbos is the banquet. Shabbos is the celebration. Shabbos is what the entire week is for is just so we could be with Hashem. And we're making, which makes me think, by the way, about Mashiach that Chassidus really explains this for me in a way that I can understand, or I would say particularly the Rebbe's Chassidus, that Geula is not this inorganic thing that's going to be imposed on the world, but it's actually a process that we are going through where we begin to refine the world to become more receptive to godly light. We refine ourselves, our own minds, our hearts, our homes, our relationships, and then that makes this world more receptive to godly light than the godly light is more revealed and more and more and more and more until we just are living in a state of gula. Imagine if Shabbos could be this natural process that's unfolding throughout the week where we become, through our work and through the investment we put into the relationship with Hashem, we begin to become more and more and more aware of the godly reality and the relationship. And then Shabbos, it's just like, that's all there is. It's just the relationship and it's just Hashem. So beautiful the way you describe it. As I love what you're saying here about the six days of the week, I know we use the word toil and work hard, but there's also something, if we're able to carry that relationship of we're doing this with God into the rest of our week, it doesn't feel as much of a level of toil if we're doing it for God, for our relationship. I don't know about you, but if you've worked for someone you love or in something that you love, of course, you know what this is. It doesn't, again, like it doesn't feel like an act of labor. It feels like just connection. So then davening doesn't become a task. Keeping tznias or whatever it is doesn't become a task. It becomes part and parcel with who you are, how you connect with God. It's actually interesting. In the Mimer, he talks about davening. Because in the beginning of the Mimer, the way he first asked that question of what is in the Shema Yisera, he says, first, you have to understand what Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Achad is. Hero is the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And he there explains that the two levels of God that we know, the level of Yudke Vavke and Elokim, two different gods that we know of, this God who's way beyond and above us that we can't even contemplate. And then there's the God of our reality who's very present in our lives. And once we see that the two of them are one and the same, 
And there's really no difference. And God is one, that real unity of God. Mm. Then we're able to experience that connection with God. And then he goes through this entire mimer explaining that. And then at the end of this mimer, he explains how davening is also that ladder. Davening is considered a ladder that in Yaakov Vinu's dream, it was this ladder that connected the earth to the Shemayim, to the heavens, and the Malachim are going up and down that ladder. And it's this bridge between us, our very temporal, physical reality, and the beyond. And the Altar ties it all together in saying that this concept of Shabbos, Neshama Yisera, it's us experiencing that bridge between this physical world and the spiritual world. And when we get into this rhythm of the six days of the week and Shabbos, and then going back into the six days of the week, we come to that connection, that understanding, that achdas. Soon, in a very gentle way, we come to see how our world mm. is not a negation of God. It is God. Mm. And I don't want to sound very lofty here. I'm very human. But this is something that we're supposed to be working towards, and it's a lifelong journey. But what's so beautiful is that we have it. You know, it's part of our Jewish lifestyle. We have Shabbos. It's like the core. It's the cornerstone of our Jewish life. People define us by, oh, you know, the Sabbath Jews, those people who keep Shabbos. And because of what it represents to us, there's so much backstory. That was gorgeous. You expressed that so beautifully. You express that so beautifully, and I, I love how you brought in the Shema because Bechalavavcha within Shema is saying with both of your hearts that we are aiming to get to a place where we serve Hashem with the Nefesh Lekis and the Nefesh Bahamas with both of our souls, with our animal and our godly. That there is literally like a human love and excitement and investment in our relationship with Hashem, that it's not just this like abstract thing, but it's something that us as people become very interested in. So there's so many different ways that we can do that throughout the week, engaging our human selves in our godly pursuit so that it is exciting for us to be connected. And it's exciting for us to participate in godly activities. This is the concept of like beautifying a mitzvah, utilizing your talents for things that are godly. All of these are ways that we do this throughout the week. What comes to mind also is that on Shabbos, we are encouraged to do beautiful physical activities to celebrate Shabbos because the human experience of Shabbos is automatically holy. We've already achieved that synthesis on Shabbos. You eat gorgeous food, you wear gorgeous clothing, you spend time in beautiful environments, you're supposed to do things that bring you pleasure, and the pleasure on Shabbos is automatically godly, just the fact that it's being done on Shabbos in honor of the Shabbos queen. So... When we eat delicious food during the week, we are asked to really bridge that seeming gap between the physical world and the spiritual world. On Shabbos, as you said, there is no gap. They are one. And we experience that every single week. Gashmis and Rechnias is one. I love that. I love that you brought up those two points, that halacha, in a way, all the things that we're not supposed to be doing, is a constant reminder of what this experience is supposed to be, what Shabbos is supposed to be. And Tainuk, Tainuk Shabbos is also that constant reminder of what this experience is supposed to be. It's supposed to be this connection with God and living that connection. And it's interesting because without this understanding of what Shabbos is all about, 
I remember feeling very confused. Like, yeah, we're supposed to have Onik Shabbos. We're supposed to sleep and we're supposed to eat. But why? Like, Hashem just wants us to enjoy. But why? It was such a funny contradiction Mm. to me. Like, why during the six days we're supposed to resist having the ice cream and try to have this gafia and if we are going to have it elevated somehow, like work really hard to elevate this chocolate bar. But on Shabbos, it's just like a free-for-all, you know? It always felt funny. Like a huge contradiction to me in my mind of like, what are the six days supposed to look like? And what is Shabbos supposed to look like? And this is the real backstory behind it, that we don't have to try so hard. We're supposed to experience that joy, that oneg, again, that fruition of desire, of God's ultimate desire to be connected with us. That's what the deep Tainug is, that he had this initial desire, Mm -hmm. and now he's welcoming us into experiencing that desire with him. And what I love about this is, just like we were talking about earlier about his will becoming our will, he wants us to experience our own oneg. You know, it's physical pleasure. It's a piece of cake. God has no relationship with a piece of cake, but he wants us to also experience our own oneg, whatever that is. Mm. I think that really represents what Shabbos is all about. He wants us to have the physical experience of that spiritual reality. Yeah. What are ways that you do this? I'd love for us to discuss like how we can actually do this. I'm thinking it's sweet hashkacha practice that we're recording on a Friday, but I'm thinking like going into Shabbos, how can I really bring in this awareness and bring in this awareness of, number one, the inherent synthesis between the physical and the spiritual worlds, and the fact that I'm already connected, the fact that I have an Sarah, an additional soul that is with me on Shabbos, how can I bring that into my conscious experience? The first thing that comes to mind for me is I go on a Shabbos walk. It's definitely a luxury that I have. It may sound funny. I go during shul time. I have a shul in my house. So at a certain point I leave and I go on a walk and it's such an incredible experience to be able to just be. I'm not getting phone calls. I'm not texting. I'm not listening to a podcast At first, it was hard for me to just go on a walk and not do something at the same time or not have a reason for it. It's just in order to enjoy being one with God. I go to somewhere that's beautiful. I walk in nature. So it's interesting. It like really, now to me, I understand better why I do it. But that to me is like that experience of connecting with God, experiencing that connection I'm not saying I do it instead of davening, but what I am doing is, in a human way, trying to live that experience. Nice. To prioritize my experience of what's going on. So Shabbos is a great opportunity to really find a small way where you can experience the pleasure and satisfaction that Hashem is experiencing of just being with you. And if you could find a small way where you can experience that pleasure of just being with Hashem. And so for you, it's going for a walk for, I'm like thinking like, what can I do? 
what can I do? (laughs) It's like hard for me on the spot to think of something, but like, I'm really encouraged to think about this. Like what is something that I can do just for myself to welcome myself and invite myself to really experience my Nishami Yasera, to pay attention to her and to just be with Hashem a little bit and to enjoy being with Hashem. Yeah. I feel like a lot of different things tie into this concept that you're describing here. I mean, now when we're making it practical, it for me, ties in a lot to the concept of joy, ties in a lot to the concept of receiving Hashem's love, gratitude. I feel like these are all different ways that we could step into that space of just being with God. The fact that during the week, I'm even thinking you said about even just that one word, gratitude. During the week, you can ask Hashem for brachas for more, on Shabbos, can you just experience the blessings you already have? On Shabbos, can this be enough? Because just being with Hashem is also recognizing that He gave you exactly what you have. And I do think that there's there's place for striving. That's why we have the whole week. There's place for asking for more. But right now, just being with Hashem, can I say thank you for what you've given me? Yeah, mm. that's beautiful. What else would you say could help us just be more with Hashem, just be more present with Him, get into that real headspace of just like, I'm just going to spend time with you? I think it's a very unique thing for every single person. Definitely, I've gained from this podcast how each woman who's featured on here has this unique way of connecting to God. There's some message that touched her. There's a mitzvah that touched her. And everyone has their own way of experiencing that. I think that would be maybe the doorway or the path to explore for each woman. I think what's important to also think about is that's where I was giving us the answer. Yes, we are all searching for our specific way to connect to God, whether it's that specific mitzvah or it's that specific mimer, message, word, person who helps Mm. us feel like we're connected. And the altar here speaks about contemplation. He speaks about really affirming to yourself, I am a daughter of God. I am inherently connected to God. And if you just focus on that affirmation or that awareness, then I'm curious what would come up for you. So it's literally living this concept. So instead of, it's kind of instead of it being bottom up, it's here, it's like opening up a space for God to come into you, experience what Mm. that feels like, and then see what comes out of that. I love that podcast with Chaviva New where she spoke about dropping that coin in and talking to Hashem in those moments, sharing with him gratitude, sharing with him a fear, davening to him for a moment. Like that's beautiful. That's the six days of the week kind of connection to God. And then on Shabbos, it's really sitting with and contemplating on that idea of we are inherently connected. And then what's going to come out of that? What's going to be your mindset, your mind space, your actions, I would imagine that your whole being would be calmer, would feel safer, would feel an inherent amount of humility, an immense amount of humility and strength in connecting with God in that way. And then what comes Mm. from there would be the way we would function on Shabbos, but it's hard to say like, what should I do? Because that would still be the six days of the week kind of attitude. 
That is so insightful. And your answer really clarified that we can use this mimer and this idea and this understanding and awareness of our Nishama Yisera to push ourselves to do more. So then there's like this pressure going into Shabbos. Am I going to take advantage of this experience? Like, am I going to do something to tap into it? But the message is, is that there's nothing to do. There's no activity you need to do. You don't need to learn a sicha and Shabbos. And I mean, it's beautiful if you love learning a sicha. I'm not at all bashing that. But I'm saying you don't need to learn something in order to become connected to Nagir Neshama Yaseir, your extra soul. You don't need to eat something. You don't need to go somewhere. You don't need to take a walk. You can be in your own home, just not doing anything. And your Neshama Yaseir is shining inside of your body. And Hashem is so connected to you and he is with you and you have a relationship already. So it's very reassuring to know that it's not another thing to remember going to Shabbos. What am I going to do this week to create a Neshama Yasera? It's coming. Like as soon as the sun sets with Shabbos, your Neshama Yasera enters your body. Just enjoy her. Just enjoy Shabbos. Just enjoy your extra soul. Just enjoy that added level of connection. It's really a gift that we're getting every week, regardless of what the week has looked like, it's coming. Like on Shabbos, you're going to receive that. You're going to get that beautiful gift of just added connection and togetherness with Hashem. Yeah. What comes to mind when you're saying that is witnessing that concept of like witnessing something, really seeing something. And I don't know if you've ever had like this spiritual experience of like seeing something really beautiful and needing to just stop in your tracks and just at the wonder, at the beauty of it. For some women, it could be having given birth and holding that miracle in our arms. I know for me, it could really be at any given moment when you bring that consciousness to it. But when I'm hiking in nature and I see a bird flying, I literally, or any part of nature, I could just stop in my tracks in the wonderment of God's creation. And I feel like Shabbos, in a very practical way, can give you that moment to witness yourself, who you are, this soul that is a part of God, and experience the resources that come within yourself in dwelling on who I am just experiencing that inherent connection that we have and experiencing the gift of it. To me, the experience Mm. of like holding that newborn child or witnessing nature and hear what I'm saying is like witnessing yourself. It brings such an immeasurable amount of humility and gratitude in seeing this gift that God is giving to us once a week of witnessing who we really are, what our Mm. true experience is. Nice. It's so beautiful. I recently did like a little journaling challenge on the Human and Holy Community platform. And it was so powerful for me to journal for a week straight, something that like I would love to be more consistent in my journaling practice. And I have to say that the first day sitting down to my journal after not journaling for a little while, I just opened up the page and I started writing and I felt this feeling of just looking at myself as you're saying just like, there you are. And I think on Shabbos, that is definitely something that I want to experience, being able to look at my neshama, which is really my innermost self, and my neshama is strengthened by this additional neshama that I'm receiving on Shabbos. So to be able to really sit with myself 
obviously not on a literal page, but to really be seen by myself. And definitely, I think part of the task of adulthood is giving ourselves that support and validation and presence and attention and like paying attention to what's going on inside because no one, we can't wait for someone else to do it for us. The experience that I hope, and I definitely think that this conversation has moved the needle along for me in raising my awareness, that on Shabbos, I could just take a moment to be with my neshama and to be with my neshama yaseer and say like, oh, there you are. And I didn't have to do anything. I'm just paying attention to you. And I'm just welcoming you. You were here all along waiting for me. Every Shabbos of my life, I've experienced my neshama yaseer, but this week, I want to pay attention to her and I want to give her the space to be who she is. And she's already there. So beautiful. I love this point about what you're saying because then Shabbos and Nisham Yisera becomes like an inner resource for you throughout the nice. week where it could be mm. literally a source of strength for you to bring to the rest of the week. It's an empowerment. Nice. That's such a beautiful concept. Yeah, an inner resource. Yeah, because that is technically what we do all the time, right? We Shabbos, we rest. Oh, I feel rejuvenated, right? And now I can get mm. back into the week. But now that brings a whole new added depth to why Shabbos is such an incredible resource. It's a resource, not just physically, not just emotionally, but spiritually. It is fueling our physical selves because of how much strength and empowerment it gives to us in knowing this knowledge that we're never alone. God is there. He's present. He's waiting for you. Gorgeous. Yeah. As we said many times that if we can make this experience more conscious on Shabbos, then it could become a resource that we can utilize during the week to use it as the foundation of the doing, to use it as the foundation of the growth we do within our Yiddishkeit and all of the avida that we put in during the week can be on that foundation that we already have an inherent connection, that our soul is connected to Hashem. And we've had this 25-hour period where we were able to really just celebrate that relationship with Hashem. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Good Shabbos. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Now that we've laid the groundwork for the spiritual reality of Shabbos, join us next week with Aliza Shapiro, a therapist, who will share some of the emotional benefits we can receive on Shabbos and some practical tools we can implement so that we can fully, fully receive this gift. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, you can find me on Instagram at humanandholy or via email at humanandholy at gmail.com. New episodes of the podcast come out every single Sunday morning. If you don't want to miss a single episode, then hit the subscribe button. If you enjoyed today's episode and could take a quick second to leave a rating or review, it means a lot to me and it helps other people find the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.